On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out how the Superman gang gets along with Lois's dad, whoever that is, if the second season of I Am Groot has as much cuteness and Grootness as the first, and if S-Taz is as good as X-Taz at the serialized storytelling. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet. Oh my god, I'm losing my voice. I'm going. I'm leaving this place, Ryan. Ryan, jump in. Save me. Wait. Uh, the only place where Cassie can lose her voice. <laughs> I got sucked into a pit, um, but I pulled myself out. Um, it's the only place on the internet, Ryan, that covers yes. every show based on a comic book. A live action one, I- an animated one. We don't give a fuck. We'll cover it, okay? You dare us to, we're going to cover it. Well, I don't think we do any live action anymore, do we? This is it's all <laughs> tunes all the time. Basically. I'm trying to think, do we even... No, I don't think we have a live action one today, do we? Well, we're supposed to be watching One Punch, which, by the way, is doing boffo numbers on Netflix. Ryan, like We are missing that train. One Piece. One Piece. One Piece. God damn it. <laughs> one Piece. Uh. I'm never. I'm gonna mess that up from here on out because I messed it up one time the first time. Um, I also want to apologize that when you asked me to jump in, not only did I forget the intro to the show that I've been on almost 500 episodes uh-huh. of, but also became uh, a young Jerry Lewis going through an orgasm. So <laughs> that sucks for all of us. It's more than uh, even save me from the pit, but it's fine. You immediately pulled yourself out. Yeah, because I realized you weren't gonna do it. You were too focused on yourself. And I knew I should have known this, but um, that's why I've been in the gym getting these. You know what games. sucks? You know what sucks? You know what sucks about you as a person uh, <laughs> and about this relationship oh, this is, is <laughs> I don't think you, f- I, don't, I don't think you even fell. I think it was a friendship test, mm-hmm. and uh, I knew it was, and I wasn't gonna like play your silly games, um, your passive aggressive pit games. Why can't you just like? If it's a friendship test and you know this, why can't you just like prove to me? Maybe this is how I need my reassurance. Why can't you just play into my little test? How about this? If you give out friendship tests, that's my friendship test, and you get an F. An F for failure, not right. for friendship. Mm-hmm. But, Ryan, right there, friendship, it still can yes. be the same. <laughs> Shit, okay. It's true. Coincidentally, they both start with the same letter. <laughs> but so does frog fucking. Well, Do you want an A in that? Ryan. You had to pull so hard to pull uh-huh. out frog fucking. <laughs> uh-huh. Why? Those are the four F words. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the moment. I'm, this is. I'm gonna throw myself down this pit. <laughs> yeah, the pit's always here in the studio for us, and there's nowhere for me to like turn to. Normally, in that moment, I would have been like, and also we have so and so on the podcast, but it's it's just me and you today, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I did not tell them. Uh, that we were changing the uh, recording time because I wanted to make the pit bigger and you fell for it. (laughs) You fell for it. You son of a bitch. I knew, I knew this pit was fucking bigger. Yeah. 
It's a, it's it's a lot bigger, you frog fucker. <laughs> Honestly, I don't like it. I don't like that insult. Ryan, how do we repair our friendship here? I feel like we almost started on a good note here. Like, this is just me and you for, like, an hour, two hours, seven hours. Who knows how long? Me and you, Ryan. What do we do to repair our friendship? Uh, first of all, a number one number on the list uh let's do a seven hour show that's the best way to bond any two people together uh number two we could talk about some of the greatest friendships of all time um clark kent and jimmy olsen okay um harley quinn and harley quinn let's say she had a clone Mm -hmm. uh we could talk about rocket and groot there's so many friendships we could discuss one piece and one punch (laughs) those two (laughs) together traveling the world Tom and Jerry, best of friends. Tom and Jerry, for instance. I was more segueing into the rest of the show of the things we're actually yeah. talking about, but Tom and Jerry, for sure. No, I saw what you were doing, and it was, Ryan, A+. plus, Great. You mentioned all the people, um, but you didn't mention Tom and Jerry, and I just kind of had to bring them into it. Uh, Ryan and Cassie? Ryan and Cassie. Yes. Um, you're going to be hearing a lot of us. You'll see if we'll get our friendship... Um, back on the tracks um or if i get ryan into this pit with me but we are going to be talking about these friendships that ryan mentioned because later we'll be talking about one piece uh i am groot and the main event which is my adventures with superman so let's go ahead and go to that right now on the 10th episode of my adventures with superman it's thanksgiving day and our friends have a bunch to be thankful for like clark lois and jimmy being promoted promoted to reporters, Lois's dad, a.k.a. General Lane, joining them for Thanksgiving and not killing Clark, Superman stopping the alien invasion, us figuring out that the aliens were not Kryptonian but instead were with Zod, and of course, Jimmy becoming a billionaire. Taste, Ryan, I ask you, how did you enjoy this action-packed Thanksgiving? I, some of my enjoyment, I have to be honest with you, Cassie, was taken away. When one second before Lois's dad knocked on the door, I realized that it was the same general that we've been dealing with all season, and I felt so fucking stupid that they got that by me. (laughs) How did we not see that coming a million miles away? Yeah. At first, I was like, it can't be, right? Like, they wouldn't do that. And then I was like, wait, no, they absolutely would. It's all been there for us. Like, I feel like everybody else has probably been screaming at us, like... They know it's fucking General Lane, right? I mean, they've been... they. How many generals can there be on one show? This guy's name is General. This guy's job is General. It's probably the same General. He makes you re- refer to him as General. So, of course, it's going to be this guy. And we just... We didn't do it. Even his daughter calls him the General. Which is great for car insurance, but terrible for your dad fatherhood i think it could really bond some people do you want to try calling me the general (laughs) do you want you to be my father (laughs) yeah yep that's where i'm going you know uh (laughs) becoming a dad over the last couple of years is weird because at least in my subculture straight white male um only it's only been recently that the word daddy has taken on New Weird connotation, yeah. Uh, I'm sure in other subcultures that are not straight white male, it's been that way for a long time. But I t- just recently I've gotten it. And so when my 
daughter like draws something terrible, but I still have to, you know, say it shows artistic promise. I, I'll say something like, oh, daddy likes it. And then <laughs> what, a, what a weird thing did I just say? Anyway. It's a hard time to be a dad and I applaud you, Ryan. Yeah. I'm going to just start saying zaddy likes it. And maybe there that. you go. <laughs> Confuse her so when she goes to school, she'll be like, "Zaddy told me this," and they everyone will be concerned. Uh, Cassie, you are the if I can pull back the curtain a little bit for your last job before you were a star um, podcaster. Mm-hmm. You worked. At, you worked at a company where you, among many thousands of other responsibilities, you were like the primary party planner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you Have you ever seen a surprise party? As fucking absolutely terrible as the one they throw Clark, Lois, and Jimmy when they're announced that they're reporters. <laughs> I mean, it had it all. It had a streamer um, randomly hung up, and I think that was about it. Th- that was it. it. That was pe- the, end of li- the coworkers did know to be like, "Yay!" Um, so B plus. Um, I would say out of an office party. Also. I think- the sports guy, whose name I can't remember, handed Jimmy Olsen a small stuffed dog. That's not <laughs> part of surprise parties. <laughs> like that's that was his daughter's toy that she left in the car, and he was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I guess I'll hand him this. I don't think that's like a tradition, but like, did thanks for trying, Jimmy? buddy. Is Jimmy into dogs? Like, Jimmy's probably straight up allergic to dogs, and he's just like, "What the fuck am I gonna do with this? <laughs> I don't even like these things." I thought when you started that sentence, you were going to be talking about the Thanksgiving and um, specifically when, God bless her, love Mama Kent, but she set down um, sliced cheese and a pear um, as the charcuterie board to serve the general as they talked. It was just like the two families coming together. We created this. Here's four pieces of cheese and a pear. (laughs) They were craft singles. And obviously army generals, they want... Grenade pins, yeah, and shoelaces, and that's what they want. Also, um, the newspaper that came out yesterday is already framed on her wall. Uh, that's the <laughs> fastest anybody's ever gotten anything framed. I have she just has like a pile of things, like newspaper size ready, just in <laughs> case. I have boxes of shit that I ha- were supposed to be framed years ago, just sitting in my oh. garage, like wedding photos, like yeah. so many important things. Like, my degree, supposed to be up in a frame, I think. I don't even know where that motherfucker is. <laughs> it's gone. That's the thing, is that if you don't frame it within three months, it disappears. Into it completely the disappears. Um, but she couldn't but have that happen. Let's not talk about Ma Kent, um, because she's no longer my favorite of the two parent Kents. <laughs> let's get to the one who's quickly rising up the charts. Uh, pa Kent, who, like some sort of monk sits in front of the oven watching his turkey cook, just <laughs> shouting out advice, <laughs> watches it like it's a TV screen, uh, asks people to be quiet around it, tells people to sit down and quietly watch it. Uh, this guy has dementia. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You can't say that. You can't say that about him. The whole time I was waiting for the oven to like not be on or like something, but he was just like really struggling with this bird, and it was the most precious thing I've ever witnessed. He also, not to jump ahead, but it doesn't come out fully done, which I don't mm. understand how every turkey doesn't. Like you have to bake. It. I don't understand how many how I spent my entire life eating turkey when it was dinner time on Thanksgiving. When you have to, it's like 
this algebra equation of, all right, it's 42 pounds divided by 350 <laughs> divided by this many hours. And then they pull it out right at dinner time. I don't know how they do it, but the turkey isn't totally done. So he's like, oh, fucking horse apples. Clark, <laughs> can you zip zab do it? And Clark hits it with his eyes for a second. And you know that kills Pa Kent because he hates asking his powerful son to help him like that. There's something about Pa Kent where he's like traditional old man can't ask for help doesn't fully help with like the situations that arise and everything yet i feel like he's the most supportive man i've ever met in my life like there's this equal thing of like i adore him but i also know he doesn't do anything and it's perfect you know what we didn't see um because the camera cut off right before it is when he was sitting watching that oven bake the Turkey, uh, just filling his overalls with piss and shit. <laughs> just filling. Because he's old, Cassie. <laughs> he just... It has dementia, of course. So what happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this, um, as listeners can tell, this Thanksgiving is going off. It's popping off. The moment it really started to pop off, obviously, so adorable when Lois came in. They love her. And then her dad came in and the tone shifted immediately because he started to dare insult um, baby boy Clark. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, and he, he doesn't recognize, or he starts to recognize Clark as Superman because he asked the eternal DC question, um, do you always wear glasses? Mm-hmm. Thinking that if he took his glasses off, would he look like Superman? You're not <laughs> supposed to ask that question, by the way. That kind of ruins the whole thing. Uh, but aside from recognizing him as Superman and just recognizing him as his daughter's boyfriend is just asking him questions like, um, so you don't do anything. Are you a little bitch? Are you a fucking <laughs> bitch? Are you a piece of hey, shit? Answer me this one quick question. Are you a piece of shit? Because <laughs> that's what I see. <laughs> Dad, and this being is... mean. <laughs> Mama can't, like, can't even stand this for a second. She almost immediately outs him as Superman just because somebody, <laughs> Dane, stepped to her son in the slightest bit. Like, was just like, oh, so you're a journalist now? And she was like, nah, you want to know what this motherfucker does? And I was like, yeah. I love his family. At one, at one point, General Lane uh, puts his bare ass on a pillow, farts on it, and rubs it in Clark's face. And Lois is like, Dad! <laughs> but... Give it up for Ma Kent, who, you know, is supposed to be like the matriarch and very supportive and always nice, always has nice things to say, uh, goes into the kitchen. is like, I fucking hate that guy. Like, <laughs> is honest about it. Yeah. Just like her little, in the most mom way, too, of like uh-huh. a little powwow, like, mm, love that Lois, so sweet, but that fucking dad. <laughs> Why can't he just shit in his pants like a good dad? <laughs> Why can't he watch the oven TV and shit in his overalls? <laughs> but as if all of this isn't enough, we do have a whole, um, let's say, alien invasion start to happen at this point. We have the superhero part of the show to talk about, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Which, um, not as fun. We will come back to the family because, God, there's still more with them. But we do have... Um, there's this orb that we have seen before. It has a scene of like Clark attacking the town, I think. Right, it's um, a little like, uh, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Sort of like, little message, a hologram message that comes out and shows evil, uh, other dimensions or other universes, multiverses, Superman, that sometimes they're evil. Yeah, and Clark's already been struggling with the fact that, like, 
you know, he thinks the Kryptonians were sent or he was sent here to like destroy the earth essentially. And he's in this fragile state and then finds this little thing. Um, so it starts to send him down a path, but he doesn't get to spend too long on that because it opens up and there's kryptonite in that. And this is their first discovery of kryptonite and how that is no good for him. Yeah, he doesn't love it. Not to um, go get a delicious bucket of water from the well of actually Cassie, but Zod is Kryptonian. He is a Kryptonian general. Did, what did I say that would make that not? Oh, said, that he was in the thing. I straight up said not Kryptonian. Yeah, you said Clark. Zod. Clark thought he was Kryptonian, but it turns out it's Zod. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just it's like a mm-hmm. it's like the mm-hmm. militant side of Kryptonian, whereas Clark's dad was on the science side of Krypton. That makes sense. That makes sense. But explain to me, riddle me this, Ryan. Um, how come them robots affected by Kryptonian or Kryptonite? Um, because they are Three Doors Down fans, much like your favorite president, <laughs> Donald Trump. Great. Thank you. <laughs> riddle me this, Cassie. Uh-huh. Why is it that when the robots come out, uh, hardcore metal music plays? Is it because they're bad guys and metal is bad music? Or is it because they're made of metal and metal is called metal? Option B. Option B. Okay. Just wondering. I do like how the um, kryptonite affecting Clark was portrayed in this as an animated one. They get this cool thing where they could show like the little crystals coming out from his skin and stuff. And I was like, that's hardcore. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't know what that fear would be called, but let's throw that on my ever-growing list of fears and phobias as I get older of just like crystallized, like, I don't know, uh, things becoming honeycomb and... I don't know. I did not enjoy the visuals of that. Yeah, it was like bad to think about if you're experiencing it, but visually I was like pretty rad, pretty hardcore. You guys did it. And I wouldn't say that we ever got to the point where we thought Clark was in danger danger, but or even stranger danger. Mm-hmm. But he got pretty weakened, right? Like we he was he was down and out and with this stuff, you know, like we the the episode did a good job like the season's done a good job of being divided into two here's the family stuff that's going to kick clark's ass emotionally and here's the stuff that's going to kick his ass physically and it really did and you know knowing Mm -hmm. that this was the last episode of the season i didn't know how we were going to leave it you know yeah we also we do have a lot hanging because like obviously in the middle of all this um lois is there and she does figure out and see that her dad is the one who tried to kill clark um is connected to x force for task force x yeah yeah that that little thing um so she starts to see her papa a little differently now that she knows he's a stone cold motherfucking killer (laughs) yeah and uh this show i love this show's relationship with lois we talked about this a couple episodes back when she was like that motherfucker superman like (laughs) she does we're gonna waste no time we're gonna draw no mystery when it comes to lois like this whole who's my dad thing could have taken three seasons. A whole season. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she, by the end of this episode, she's like, oh, this motherfucker. Um, but yeah, it convinces him like, you know, if you do you trust me? Do you know what I'm talking about? And like we talked about last episode, um, General Lane has that thing that a lot of older people have of if I, I've been doing this my entire life. This has been my belief my entire life. If I go against my beliefs, that means my entire life has been a waste. Mm. And I think that the last episode showed that General Lane isn't Waller, right? He's 
uh, more complex and less evil than Waller, mm-hmm. but he's not a good guy, right? He yeah. is in that middle ground between Waller and, say, Clark. I think that middle ground only comes because of Lois. Like, if that was anybody else, like, he would have shot Superman. But it's because it was his daughter that he has, like, a sweet spot for because, you know, he raised her. Right. But, um, like, that is the only thing that I think keeps him a little, like, gives him a little bit of humanity. So, and then we have... Where? um, Where's Lois's mom? Great question. Who knows? The, uh, Getting a pack these of These cartoons, they ne- <laughs> Still, it's been 22 <laughs> years. I wasn't sure if you guys knew if this is deep lore of where she's at, but I just accept that um, she's never there. Never, ever. It was just, that was just a thing from my childhood. And I don't know about yours, but like uh, DuckTales or any, like every show, just like, we just need like the kids and the dads. And mm-hmm. the moms will just slow us down. Full house. <laughs> Full house was like, let's get three dads, three kids, no moms. Can't no lose. moms. <laughs> we need that chaotic energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you were saying before, we didn't know where this one would end because. Clark makes the decision to sacrifice himself. This invasion starts coming. This guy opens up like um, on zero day or whatever, day zero. Um, opens up like what? Like a little. Not like a, a circle. The symbol, the little. The little little su- Superman shield in the air. I don't know what that means, if that's a coincidence, but boop. It's rad. Yeah. It's rad and these, the Robart, Robarts. Robarts. The Robarts start coming out. Jason Robarts. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, this ship is big that's coming in. So Clark's like, got to do something. He decides to sacrifice himself by taking the kryptonite up to the ship and, like, just throwing it in the middle of it. I don't fully understand the middle of the ship that was most vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, we were probably both looking at our phone at the same time when that was explained. But um, I do, I love a good, let's close the portal halfway Mm -hmm. through something. So let's chop it in half. I think that's my fear of, like, getting out of an elevator thinking <laughs> yeah. that like the elevator will just fall to the ground when I'm halfway through it. Uh, that's the same idea of like a portal closing Ooh. when I'm halfway through it and just chopping me in half. Uh, can we throw that fear on my ever growing yeah. list of fears as I get older? Yeah. Have you ever had to climb out of a broken elevator? I got stuck in one in Vegas once and uh, it was, we were, so the floor was halfway through. So mm-hmm. like we could slide out and we were about to, and then right at the last second, they said, don't, because we have the fire department coming. <laughs> the fire department is on their way. Their arrival is imminent. And what imminent men meant was four hours later. Yeah. yeah. Love good elevators. But honestly, I was stoked, even though I almost pissed in, in the corner of an elevator, uh, because I didn't want to climb out. Like I was sweating just that one second of climbing out, knowing that that elevator would have dropped. It's a bad time. It's such yeah. a bad time. It's such a bad time. But the great time is watching this show, this uh, <laughs> this final episode of <laughs> My Adventures with Superman. You know what's not one of my fears? Watching My Adventures with Superman. <laughs> um. So we do. Oh, we didn't mention like um. There's like ghost dad of um Clark's ghost dad or hologram dad is out there fighting with him, um ends Holograndpa. up saving him. Holograndpa um ends up saving him. Uh, kind of brings him back to life almost, or just protects him and then shoots him down to earth in a casual way. Um, 
And the I way think... that Krypton, Kryptonite, um, or Kryptonian, I'm sorry, holograms work is that you they can't touch anything unless they believe hard enough, and then they can punch people. Which I think is the rules of the movie Ghost. Yeah. Um, once all of this uh, fades away or like gets settled, essentially, the dad is like, Lois is like, you can't do this. He's like, cool, let me call it in. Um, I was wrong. He just calls up like whatever the agency is and is like, hey, false alarm. But there's straight up half of a giant ship in the middle of a farm. <laughs> like, are you telling me this isn't going to raise any red flags for them? He was just like, oh, all good. That's uh, that's my favorite part about the MCU right now is that at the end of the Eternals, one of those one million story tall robots died on the planet and <laughs> yeah. nobody did anything. So in the background of every once in a while of every movie, you'll see one giant robot corpse on the ground. <laughs> Good work, everyone. <coughs> Great work. Um, and then they all just go have Thanksgiving. And as you said, the bird wasn't fully cooked. Clark has to come in and help it. But he can now because everybody knows he's Superman. Um, and they're just having a good old Thanksgiving and, uh, Jimmy lets them know that he is now a millionaire. Cause what happened? Cause he sold flame bird or whatever his little, um, YouTube channel or whatever that was. And then, um, we cut to space. Um, we see, uh, the robots consulting with somebody and Ryan, can you guess who that was? Little robot people well, who they went to. Uh, so uh, this b- bad guy turns around, this alleged robot, and he's like, Oh no, don't worry about them because I'm gonna ask him to kneel. Because this, so this guy, this bad guy, Zod, he has his own verb that is attached <laughs> to him that only yeah. he knows. Okay, Kingpin, he's about Lex Luthor. No, you don't ask people to kneel. This is Zod's word and Zod's word alone. Is is a weird thing. (laughs) Um, But that's where we end the season, and honestly, a pretty rad episode to end it on. Um, We didn't talk about this when we finished Riverdale, so let's talk about this when we finished My Adventures with Superman. Mm -hmm. Shushies are coming up. What do you think? I think this has potential. This one was well liked by all of us and like surprised us. So I think it's got potential. I I think me and you giving this two thumbs up without Caitlin and Mike on this episode, like yeah, I think this has this has the potential to do some damage in the shishies for sure. Um, speaking of two thumbs up, let's go to moments of the week. What do you got for yours? It's just podcast in general. It's everything that has to do with him. (laughs) Yeah, mine is um a more specific moment. Well, not really. It's kind of everybody when Jimmy comes in for Thanksgiving. Um, everybody pulls him aside. And but it's more specifically once he gets to uh, Pa Kent and he just kind of murmurs that the turkey just ain't getting to temp, and that is how he <laughs> breaks it to him. He said, "Hey, this bird is not getting to temp." <laughs> that is the most dad thing I've ever heard. <laughs> let's just start using that phrase when Mike and Caitlin get back. Let's use that phrase and never explain what it <laughs> means. Just like Ryan and Cassie, what's wrong? This bird ain't getting to temp. That bird ain't getting to temp. Um, that is my adventures with Superman. If you haven't watched it, you should. It was coming out Fridays on Max, so just go on to Max, get on there, watch all the episodes. It's great. You know what else is great, Ryan? Or I believe is going to be that? great. Um, your website that you're working on right now. I have high hopes for it. Oh man, that's I don't. That seems like a crazy bet on your part. But um, 
Yeah, Cassie, uh, I would like everyone, if I, I could just get a free plug right now, like I don't even have to pay for advertisement. This is awesome. This is crazy. Um, I want everybody to go to my website, meetthermometer.com, where uh, you're going to figure out what the bird's temp uh, is at any given point. All you're going to do is you're going to type, you're going to take a meat thermometer, stick it in your meat, um, take the little number that pops up, type that mm-hmm. into meatthermometer.com, and it's going to tell you how hot your bird is right then at that moment. Okay, so... Well, but I don't know. It, questions. I, I, we're not in the question uh, portion yet. I don't know if questions are necessary. Oh, okay. Sorry. You, you keep on going with your pitch. Um, this is just a classic necessary website that um, I think <laughs> will stand the test of time uh-huh. uh, and w- is already a legend in its own time, if not for all time, in good time, ipso facto, habeas corpus. Damn, you threw some big words out there. I now, personally, Ryan, how much money do you need to make this website? I need $3.2 billion. Okay. Um, I could scrounge around a hot 20. What's that, what's that going to do? How's that going to improve your website? Cassie, if you give me $20 for this website, you're the biggest fucking idiot on the face of the planet. <laughs> and you need to kneel before Zod. That's trademark. You can't. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I should not have said the K word. You can't. Um, but I think it's so important for people to double check their work and um, confirm that that bird did get to temp. I just need to know um, if they type in a number and it's a number that says that bird, like it, it's at temp. Um, uh-huh. Is it like when you win a prize? Like, does it start like flashing and like that bird at temp? Oh, yeah. And like uh, feathers will shoot out of your computer. It, this is all like uh, this is on post-it notes right now. And it's on um blueprint pages what do you call the like that architects drawn blue paper blue, bl- blue paper blue pages um so you know like we're, we're working up some plans right now but yeah uh basically um feathers and uh bells will fly out they won't sound you won't those, they're silent bells but they will fly out of your computer and then meat hot meat will fly out of your computer as well um as long as your bird that bird is cooked to temp um, but remember, you have to put the meat thermometer into the bird. The bird. See what it is. See what the number is. Type that number into meattemperature.com, and uh-huh. then meattemperature.com will let you know what the temperature of your bird is. Yeah, I see no flaws with this. Um, I could see my $20 getting put to good use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so I'm going to send you over to my friends because I know it's on... Uh, blueprints right now. So, um, cypressprout.net is going to take those post-it notes, those blueprints, and they're going to make it into a fucking website. You just kind of mail them those little bits and pieces and they'd be like, I got this website. I know what he's about. That's because it, they offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress. Also specifically built for post-it notes. They handle security, maintenance, backups, speed optimizations. That's going to be huge for your website. Um, you're going to absolutely uh, that. Tyler, Tyler, the, uh, the guy who runs Cybersprout, he said he loves when he gets a manila folder in the mail full of post-it notes with gibberish all over them. And he's like, oh, I'm going to turn this into a website. I see their vision. Even better if you kind of rip it up a little bit, make it a real puzzle for him. That's when he really enjoys it. And you know why? That's because Puzzles. He's into in puzzles. Hand. He's a little puzzle boy. Um, he's a puzzle boy who'll work hand in hand with you and focus on collaboration and putting that fucking puzzle together. Um, so that's Cybersprout.net, your partner for Digital World. Coming up next, it's the poll list. We are back for the poll list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Harley Quinn. 
On this week's episode of Harley Quinn, Ivy is still trying to figure out how to save the planet from Lex, while Harley has finally figured out who killed Nightwing, and it's Harley. You see, early on in the season, Gordon accidentally cooked a potato with a hair on it in a microwave-slash-cloner, creating a second Harley that is almost identical, except that melted butter comes out of her elbow. Taste buds, we'll get to the cliffhanger ending in a sec, but let's get to the important stuff. If your elbow made melted butter, would you eat it? Absolutely. It's melted butter, so uh-huh. it's that good butter. Warm, melted butter. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta eat that elbow. I gots to. Uh, are you putting it on way too much stuff? Like, you're probably going to gain some LBs because now everything comes with a Cassie brand elbow butter? Yeah, I mean, like, it's also that thing of, like, is it always, like, if I'm not using it, is it just gooping out onto stuff I don't want butter on? You mean elbow grease? Are you finally yeah. using elbow grease? Yeah. Yet, uh, your couch is probably disgusting because oh, it's just elbow butter everywhere. Then, Ryan, I need to live uh, in a pit of popcorn. <laughs> uh, speaking of my dreams, um, Cassie, you said that we were going to bond tonight. Yep. We were going to be become even better friends than we've ever been, which is always the uh, already the best of besties. So here we go. Taste buds, I ask you this. Cassie, would you eat my elbow butter? <laughs> no, can't. Sorry. So sorry. Absolutely can't. Because now I'm questioning what the butter is made of and like how it tastes, um, the mouthfeel, the texture. Everything about it now seems worse. Um, no offense to my best friend, Ryan. Aren't you so happy, though, that my dry, ashy sand scrotum of elbows is finally getting some moisturizer? (laughs) The world is grateful for that, um, but I will not be partaking of um, what it is supplying. I have to um, talk to you about another part that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, Just a theme or a leitmotif, if you will. Uh, At one point, Harley kisses Harley and says, I knew I was a good kisser. This is something I've thought about a lot when I watch cloning movies. And if there was a Ryan, would I kiss or even go further with that Ryan? Um, Cassie, what do you do if Cassie and Cassie are in a, uh, let's say, let's say Cassie and Cassie go to Palm Springs for the weekend. What Uh happens? I just want you to imagine the two most awkward, like, (laughs) interaction like that's the most seventh grade prom it would just be both of us like oh god like (laughs) witnessing what happens like seeing yourself in front of yourself is just a nightmare um is more how i feel about it (laughs) imagine being in your own head but then also watching you yourself be there (laughs) be in your in that head oh no no ryan this is now we've added to my list of fears this is number one (laughs) it's just two people in separate corners slurping butter off their elbows as hard as they can (laughs) uh this was a great episode um unfortunately we are out of time uh so my moment of the week is uh cassie uh at one point Ivy, and this seems like a classic Ivy moment, um, tries to hold back because she's trying to play golf to ingratiate herself with the CEOs. And she holds back on talking about how golf is like the single dumbest white, straight, male bullshit waste of water in this country. Like, what a waste of space. What a waste of resources. Is that something that like your generation talks about, feels like? Like, do you guys look at golf? Do you know anybody who even plays golf? 
because of the field I am and it's surrounded by men, unfortunately, I do. Um, it was also the thing of like when I was little, my dad was like, you got to learn how to play golf so you can be successful in the future. Are you good? No, bro. I fucking, <laughs> I, he dropped me off at that summer camp and I ate snacks pretty much the whole time. I was on the driving range fucking around, uh, never played a hole <laughs> and um, I'm terrible at golf. I cannot network on the golf course, but it does, it does feel... Like, we have that same view of it. Even when we're at the driving range, like, the people are taking it seriously. We're like, fuck these people. Where are the people who are here to get cheap beers and hit around a ball? Yeah. I mean, I've only been on the lowest budge of golf courses where it's like, let's see how many beers you can pound. But it is a crazy yeah. sight to drive by a golf course where the fences are very tall. On one side of the fence is all this luscious green space. And on the other side of the fence is, like, a homeless encampment, you know? Yeah. Like, it's time. insane. It's so yeah. dumb. But um, I know we are out of time, but you mentioned a big cliffhanger. Can you oh, just... Oh, uh... shit. <laughs> um, Joe, uh, so at the end, Harley is quitting the Batfam and says to Batgirl, I think I have to move on. And Batgirl gets shot in the spine. Oh, my gosh. Do you know who shoots her? According to uh, Comic Book Legend, do you know who shoots Batgirl in the spine? If I was able to read, I would be able to tell you this, but you know I can't read, oh, so I have no answer for you. Uh, there's a legendary comic book written by Alan Moore called The Killing Joke that is actually, I found out, not super well-liked, um, where the Joker beats Barbara Gordon with a crowbar Jesus. to the point where she's paralyzed Yeah, and lives the rest of her life in a wheelchair, and she becomes Oracle. So I guess now Harley Quinn is taking on the Oracle story. Ding. Um... Again, I know we're out of time. Does the wheelchair float? <laughs> no, it's just a normalized <laughs> like it's not even a mutant wheelchair. It just floats or it, it just goes on the ground. <laughs> well, then what's even the point? Um, even though I'm angry about that, you should still be watching Harley Quinn. It's Thursdays on Max. Our next show is One Piece. On the second episode of One Piece, we meet Buggy the Clown, who has chop chop fruit powers and has captured the Straw Hat crew, aka Luffy, Zoro, and Nami. Buggy tries to kill Luffy, but the other members of the crew save him, and they lock up pieces of Buggy into boxes and then dip. The third episode then has the crew looking for a new boat and trying to make a deal with a boat lady, but one of the people associated with boat lady ends up being Kuro from the Black Cat Pirates, which is bad, I believe. Also, Garp and Kobe team up and arrive with the Marines. Taste buds, I taste Ryan, I ask you. We're dealing uh, with a lot of things. I'm here, I'm ready. We got Syrup Island. We got Chop Chop Fruit Powers. Garp, Buggy, Luffy. There's a lot of deep lore that is being introduced in these episodes. When this is the main event, does one of us make the sacrifice and dive deep into this? Or are we just going straight into the deep end and saying, fuck it? I think I know who that person is. Uh And it's a four-headed monster I like to call Kaylin S.C. Mike Ryan. (laughs) We're all doing it because it sounds awesome. It's incredibly popular, and we owe it to our listeners. Listen to what you just fucking read, Cassie. That doesn't sound great to you. (laughs) Chop, chop, fruit powers. I had to take a break. I had to walk away from my computer when I read chop, chop, fruit powers, Ryan. I simply cannot. Do you know what I have to say to my server fruit powers when they're taking too long to bring me my food? (laughs) Chop, chop. Fruit powers, yes. Get over here with my (laughs) delicious dinner. It's 
I don't I don't think we can do it, Ryan. I don't have the capacity. Um, this might have to be a three-headed dragon, but I also know Caitlin um, will fucking murder you if you make this happen. So She said she started it, but I also think that based on what I've heard, I don't know. Maybe she was in a bad mood when she started it because you know how girls get. Uh, <laughs> I think that when this sounds like the most Caitlin show of all time. Um, she will be insulted when she hears that later. But I don't. She'll never listen to this. (laughs) You're so right. So um, One Piece is on Netflix. I'm sure you have already seen it there. Our final show of the week is I Am Groot. This week, Disney Plus released five more shorts under the I Am Groot banner. Together, they totaled about 20 minutes of quality animation and essentially silent storytelling. Uh, Should we just rank them? Yeah, let's just let's just rank them, bro. Do you want to go from the bottom? Okay. Yeah, we build. So we'll do our fives and we'll talk about them. And um, if you if it yours don't match mine, then we'll wonder why you're weird. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know if that's like the premise of what we're trying to figure out, but I guess we'll figure out why I'm weird. Well, I think once a premise is established, then there's no choice but to carry on with that established premise. Perfect. Let's figure it out then. You want to announce your bottom first? Announce my bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everyone. Uh, My number five is Are You My Groot, in which uh, Groot meets a baby bird and then meets the baby bird's family and giant, giant mama. Because I just, this is like the classic cartoon situation. Every season of a cartoon has to have this. Oh, you're my tiny friend. Let's quietly get to know each other. Yeah. It also was the one, this is what I have for my bottom two. And it's the one I think they start the season with. And it made me a little worried for it because, like, I know it's made for kids. It's little shorts. But we had so much farting and so much poop in, like, this four-minute clip. And I was like, oh, no. Is this the season? I can't. When Cassie and I watch cartoons, Cassie and I want to be the ones that are farting and pooping. Not the people on the screen. They can't be out doing what I'm doing. It's fucking rude. Um... But yeah, he just takes on a little baby bird. Um, eventually, a big bird shows up, um, and there's all these babies. And it's you guys should know the bird looks funny. <laughs> that is sort of the so joke. Besides Im- pooping and farting, is that the bird looks funny? It's so important for everyone to know the bird is a little funny looking. Can I tell you this though? Can I tell you this? This is what's weird. That was the only average episode to me. I would say that the other four were pretty great. They did start to pop off. Uh, they really, I'm glad, like, I almost wish they would have gotten rid of that one. But again, I the kids probably are going to love that one. Going to eat that nom nom, all that poo poo. They're going to eat it up. But the rest of them, I was like, you guys are doing it. You get it. I'm here for it. Um, so should we go on to our next ranked one? Second from bottom? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, mine was Groot. My, my number four was Groot, which was a parody of Roots, where Groot was a slave. <laughs> um, I think we have different subscriptions. I don't remember um, this episode. All right. Mine was Groot's Snow Day. Uh, let me explain. What? Was it Okay. So uh, Groot uh, goes out in the snow. He builds a snowman, but he's too good of like a tech builder and makes a robot killer snowman that puts Groot and his spaceship in jeopardy. Yeah. Kick ass is what you just described. Fucking rad is what you just described, Ryan. Where's the downside to this? 
Um, it, uh, it no downside necessarily. I just thought that the, the, there were three better ones. Um, what was your number four? My number four is group noses around. Come on. <laughs> Describe this. No, hold on. <laughs> Let's get into this. They're getting so insulted on each other for this. This one grew. Um, he gets a little plastic nose stuck to his face, which then gives him the power to smell. He goes around smelling all the smelliest things you can. An onion, cheese, wine, um, a toilet, candles, as well as his own little gaming station, which smells like garbage. Um, and instead of cleaning it up, he just rips off that little nose. Now, that's some classic cartoon storytelling. He goes back. and Okay, so first of all, it starts with him playing video games. Uh, he's mesmerized. He's zombieing out. He's hitting the gamepad. And he's eating snacks and then wiping the snacks directly on his couch because he doesn't care. He's a fucking mess. He's a gamer and he doesn't give a shit. Puts the nose on, smells all the stuff, goes around and sees that the most disgusting thing, even worse than the toilet, even worse than the cheese, is his own gamer room. And then sees some cleaning materials in the corner, Cassie. What do we think? He's going to clean up that room. No. He's going to use those materials to get that fucking nose off of his face so he can keep gaming again. This was an incredible five minutes of my life. I wouldn't I say incredible is a stretch. I did. It did get a little like... A, a nose laugh, a little push out of air when he stuffed that broom up his nose. And I was like, this little guy, this silly guy. And then he just takes off his nose and goes back to gaming. It, it got a it got a huff out of me, which is why it's second to bottom, Ryan. Mm. Whereas it's... Snowman, it got a, that's rad. Okay, well, I I, we'll it, talk more about that, I guess. Out loud to the household, that's a rad snowman. <laughs> Did you see it had like a thorax, like a fucking ant? It was an ant and a snowman at the same time, and it like scuttled around. Fucking rad, Ryan. Uh, Moment of the week, if we're doing that with snowman, is that he realizes that he's made of snow, so if he wants to be bigger, he just starts throwing more snow on his body, and he gets super (laughs) tall. That's fucking dope. That's good. That's good. Um, All right, so disagreement there. What do you have as your... Are we at the third? No. What do you have as your above... Um, snow day. My number, th- my number three is, uh, and this was great. Uh, it was Groot's sweet treat, where mm-hmm. Groot hears in the distance a ice cream truck. And then when he gets close to it, here's the most spaced out technotronic version of the entertainer. Um, he wants to get some space ice cream, and so he has to run around the spaceship collecting coins. Yeah, this one. I have this one here, too. Uh, wait, is this my third? Mostly no, irrelevant. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, it is, because it's so, like, it's perfect, like, kid. Like, this one was made from a kid's perspective. Like, you do anything to get to that fucking ice cream man. The way he goes after those coins, they have a whole scene where he's looking for coins. Um, for some reason, there's a claw machine full of yeah. um fake in, coins in on the, the ship. Alyssa, in the in the milano there's a coin <laughs> a claw machine <laughs> that people are putting legit coins in to get fake coins for reasons unknown um he just busts through that he gets like sees it's a fake coin gets angry gets all these other coins like this is the most grude ass shit he just is so destructive in this one all to get ice cream and at the end he gets arrested for like destroying an ice cream machine but he's just chomping away on ice cream this one was delightful 
Now, I don't know if this uh, sways your picks or anything, but um, I did watch all five of these episodes with my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. Um, screaming in delight throughout most of them. I do think she liked the pooping, farting bird yeah. one the most. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, screaming in delight and uh, saying silly droot. <laughs> Every time he would do something, he just be, she would just be like, and not even like uh, laughing, but just like uh, sort of like knowledgeable, you know, uh, just wise, <laughs> like sage, silly, wise dude. person just, watching. <laughs> when will when will he ever learn? That's now um, the number one episode is Parker's reaction to that. That's adorable. Um, what is your second place? I feel like we got to be at first. Did we fuck up a number somewhere? No, you just, you can't, you don't know how numbers work. Uh, my number two dude. is uh, Groot Noses Around, so you can talk about Snow Day now. Oh, I already did. Thorax Snowman, he turns into a monster, he's got laser eyes, he's got chainsaws, he's got it fucking all, Ryan. It's a kick-ass snowman, and um, I love it. Okay. Thank you for coming you to my it. TED Talk. Do, you, do we have the same number one, then? Yeah. What is it? Uh, Groot and the Great Prophecy. Uh, this one, like, we just get epic storytelling, um, but the story is, like, this huge prophecy that's supposed to come true. Uh, the Watcher is watching it happen, what he thinks is this great prophecy of Groot saving this seed that brings, I don't know, like, life to the world or some shit. Um, yeah, that, uh, that Infinity Jam, blah, blah, blah. And, but, like, the fact that, like, it starts as this whole grand thing, and then you're watching Groot um, just not care at all, fuck around, be little Groot, silly Groot, as Parker would say. Um, it's truly delightful. This is Parker's least favorite, um, but it's my most favorite because I am a father. Uh, yeah, this is what it's like to be a dad of just, like, oh, my God, you're going to draw something amazing, and nope, you just shit on the floor. Nope, you just... <laughs> You don't care about anything that I want you to care about. You're just going to piss in the corner on my favorite book. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, you're just going to you know, draw on uh, my most valuable comic book. This is awesome. Great. And the, the Watcher, the, uh, by definition, can't do anything. So uh, he just sits there and watches. Yeah, and him just like watching. We, we get like... You know, every time you you there's an artifact or something special in a cave, there's all these booby traps, and everybody always takes it so seriously. And then we have Groot yeah. purposely hitting all the booby traps, casually walking through them all. Like it's just so good. Not to get too I don't know uh, deep into this one episode that I thought was truly great, but like if you're the one, if you're the Neo, if you're the Jesus, if you're the John Connor of it all, then why rush? You're the one. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like take a nap <laughs> in a sp- in a spider web hammock. Like you're the hero. So whatever you do, nap. it's going to work out. <laughs> he takes he a straight up nap. Takes a nap. God. Um, the the watcher has to watch him piss, and I didn't know that group pissed until this episode. <laughs> uh, Honestly, to- Cassie, as far as MCU goes on Disney Plus, are there many better times you can have than I am Groot? No, honestly, you power through them in a hot, like, 23 minutes to watch all of these guys. You're getting a new story every time, and Groot's just being silly in all of them. Uh, 10 out of silly 10 Drew. would recommend. <laughs> uh, do you get a moment of the week out of all of these? Oh, wow. I, I, I think I have to give it to Jeffrey Wright. Uh, just his 
And I don't know, like, he's probably doing this from his house. Just like, Jeff, can you just be the watcher for, like, these eight lines real quick? We're so sorry, uh-huh. but we have this show called I Am Groot. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, no, I'll, no, I'll do it. Um, but his his reaction is like, uh, wait, you're setting, you're setting these booby traps off on purpose? <laughs> wait, you, you want these to go off? He was very good. Yeah. Uh, my one of the week already talked about it, but when Groot just busts through that claw machine that was there for no reason, um, so good. It brought me a lot of joy. And Thorax Snowman, of course, never forget. Oh, did you mention Thorax Snowman, Cassie? I hadn't heard you say that <laughs> In yet. In case the people haven't got Ryan, you know how snowman's normally only three tall? Three tall, three long, bro. That's how this snowman do. Was it Guardians 2 that had Thorax and then everything before that was Thor Hammer? I Am Groot is on Disney+. Plus. Um, you should watch them all power through them. That is it for the pool list. Go, let's go talk about Spider-Man. Welcome to S-Taz, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal, an underrated early morning cartoon for the mid-90s, Spider-Man. This week we watched episode three, Return of the Spider-Slayers. And Ryan, when this starts off, with the name of Spider-Slayers, you think we're right into action. But no, we're Spider-Man in the middle of New York um, on a payphone talking to Aunt May. That is where we are. Uh, yeah, Cassie, have you ever read a Spider-Man comic book? Does he um, constantly just uh, is out there on the payphone? Sunday dinner. It's always, I have to get to Sunday dinner, no matter what. And Aunt May, I will be there in 10 minutes. And then the rhino hits him, and then the Dr. Octopus hits him. That is delightful. That's it, every issue. So good. That's that's great. A plus. This one they're having a talk. Um, She's still trying to set him up on a blind date. He's not about it, but he does agree to it on this um, uh, payphone. And... Right then, I believe, like a little, um, uh, one of the little uh, spider, the Black Widows, aka a spider slayer, uh, comes and starts attacking him. And he's like, What? I thought I killed you. How is this possible? I thought this was episode two. <laughs> now we're on episode three. Why are we doing this again? I literally just murdered you guys. How are you already back? Um, but it does, in the middle of this, um, he kind of fights it a little bit, and then we cut to Kingpin and um, Smythe, uh-huh. Sm- um, who are, like, talking around. Smythe, it should be noted, now has his fancy wheelchair, um, so he's floating around like a badass. He and spent all of the money on the wheelchair, yeah. and there was no money left for a haircut. Zero. <laughs> That's growing out longer. It's looking great. And um, they're both talking about how they're determined to kill Spider-Man. Cut to the fight, and Spider-Man is going up against not one of these Spider-Slayers, but two of these baddies. Okay, and I know that sounds very dangerous, and I want to get back to this conversation, Cassie, but I do have to point out, and I know this is how storytelling works, but when Spider-Man is there, and it looks like uh, uh, Smythe is watching Spider-Man from one of the Spider-Slayers, right? hmm And then he and Kingpin have a conversation. And then it cuts back to Spider-Man. He's still standing there. He yeah. stood there through the entire Kingpin and Smythe conversation. Yeah. The spiders That's... took a little... There was, hey, um, pause, there's a car coming, time out, um, and they all listened to it. Which reminds me, do you remember back in the day, do you ever play uh, uh, 
baseball video games, uh-huh. and you're the pitcher, and you just don't pitch. Yeah. And then it just cuts around the field, and guys will just lay down. They'll just <laughs> they'll start like chewing gum. They'll scratch their butt. Like they will like uh, pull stuff out of their pocket. Guys, if you're ever playing a baseball video game and you're the pitcher, don't do anything and just watch what everybody does. That's what Spider Man's <laughs> doing this entire time. Kingpin is talking to Smythe in the wheelchair. Yeah. Um. So when we do cut to, there's the two spider um spider thingies, and this is unfair. Spider-Man simply can't go up against this, especially when a dog gets in the middle. He now has mm. to rescue a little dog um, and f- defend two against two spider-robot things. Um, he can't do it. He gets captured, and he gets brought to their lab, uh, Smice Lab, I guess? Well, he says, uh, let me put two little uh, spider-robots on each of you so I can follow you. And yeah, then little trackers. Little, little spider trackers so I can follow where you go. Oh, wait, I'll just get captured. That's the easiest way to follow you. I'll get knocked the fuck out and get dragged right to your lair. He literally spends so much time. He gets one, a tracker on the one spider so smoothly. The other one, it literally has like a claw on him. And he's like, well, I might want to track you later. I'm like, nah, dude, like you're you're done for. You You are on your way to dying, buddy. (laughs) They literally just bring him to the lab. Um, And do you know what bothers me? Like, uh, this is so weird. He, to get the spider tracker, he lifts up his shirt. Uh huh. But that's a one piece. It's a fucking one, one piece. Or a one punch? Do they call it a one punch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cassie. Yeah, there's continue. a lot of times when uh, the suit kind of opens up wherever he needs it, and I'm right. like, I don't know if that's how it works, but which is great for pooping. So handy. Um. So yeah, they take him to the lab. They attach him to a little chair. And for reasons that blew my mind um, and shocked me, Jameson gets brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> did you have any idea where this was going as soon as Jameson was brought in? It's always a party when Jameson gets brought in. Hey. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, like let's make as much money as we possibly can. Let's see if we can get this guy down here, and he'll give us probably a hot twenty. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna pay me for my fucking it's turkey, a good idea. turkey temperature website. Uh, and he's like, wait a minute, I don't like the looks of this totally. I might like it, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah, and um, that instinct was right because they also capture Jameson. At first they're like, you get to unmask him. And then they immediately strap him down on the table as well, strap a bomb between the two of them, like they're handcuffs, because, I don't know, they both made uh, Smythe mad, so they both must get blown up. It's so... The logic isn't fully there, but the dramatics, 10 out of 10. Love it. <laughs> um, also, yeah, like, uh, always handcuff two people together, especially if they don't like each other. You know what? Yeah. Only if they don't like each other. And just to add to the dramatics, they're like, hey, I'm also going after everybody else who was a part of my dad getting murdered, which means if they were just in the proximity, I'm sending these spiders after them. But because I'm a messy bitch, I'm going to release you guys out into the wild to also try to save them. And you have 15 minutes go. Like, what is up with this saw game that this dude is playing? (laughs) There was so many steps to this. And I was like, you didn't need to be this dramatic. And you know what makes it harder is that Jigsaw had a tiny little room. Yeah. This guy's room is New York City. He said, let me use the Big Apple. I got it all. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, New York City, that really chaps my hide. (laughs) 
Um, so Smythe has the little spiders drop him off on a like a tower thing. They then go after another person. Um, we see Flash trying to get it with Felicia. Um, mm-hmm. And this is his first target. So, so they have to go save Spider-Man. Goes to save um, Flash, which really bums him out. But also... Yeah, that sucks. It sucks to save Flash because nobody wants to save Flash. And apparently, if you look at the box office scores from this year, nobody wants to see Flash. (laughs) Um, But yeah, one of the spider uh, slayers lands in front of Flash and Felicia. And Felicia's like, Flash, is this another one of your gags? It's like, (laughs) fucking, what what budget do you think that Flash Thompson has on his gags? On his (laughs) MTV punked show where he has a... $300 $300 million robot land to scare you, Felicia. <laughs> I mean, his Spider-Man costume was good enough to full robot technology. That's so true. So he is dropping mad money on these things. So That's you true. Never the robots know. were able to smell the colors of Spider-Man costumes. <laughs> so th- <laughs> they could smell Flash's purple jacket. Um, but the spider the spider does start to go after Flash. He's using a laser, and that's when Spider Man's like, "Great, um, a laser is exactly what I need to put this bomb um, next to." Cassie, you don't understand. Like we know now about lasers, uh, and that it's an acronym that means, of course, um, underwater diving apparatus. But yep. back in the nineties, laser was so dangerous. Like if you see a laser, <laughs> you're dead. Like You're laser. already dead. What can't laser do, you know? <laughs> right. And th- um, we didn't think like, oh, that's going to fix my blindness. We were like, oh, that's going to kill me. <laughs> Roast my nuts. Um, but he uses it to separate them so he can now fully fight the spider. Um, he does. He takes it down uh, somehow. I don't know. Blows it up or some shit. Um, and that's when we then see. Um, oh, no, not some shit is how he takes him down. He hops into a crane. Mm-hmm. Um, uses the crane to slam that spider into a building, and it kind of just shuts down. Perfect, uh, love it. And like the crane technology here is amazing. Like Spider Peter Parker has been using the crane for so long uh, that just gently dabs that Spider Slayer onto the building, knocks a little bit of paint off the building, completely <laughs> destroys the Spider Slayer, <laughs> and we are done. Drop the mic, wipe your hands. Knock the dust off your shoulder because we are done. We're out of here. Um, we then cut to the next target, which of course is Brock. Um, just in time for him to be getting a new job at like 9 p.m. at night or whatever the fuck it is in New York City. Like, Now, Cassie, you know, I already know that you know who Eddie Brock may or may not one day become. Uh-huh. But forgetting that, do you at this point in episode three of Spider-Man... Do you feel bad about Eddie Brock's lot in life? Like, do, do you feel a little bit of pity? Because he walks in here and he's like, hey, second newspaper, everything's going to be fine and nothing will ever happen to me just because I'm Eddie Brock. And the second he says that, a robot completely destroys the building and says, where's Eddie Brock? <laughs> Because fuck that bitch. I hate him. He's, you should never hire him. Fuck that guy for reals. His resume is full of lies. <laughs> um, so yeah, it goes after him. And now Spider-Man has to save another enemy, um, Brock. And he, he does it. Um, this one he does by electrocuting. He like shoves its little claw thing into a power box. Because why not? That's obviously going to do it. Um, then we 
<laughs> we see that Brock, uh, of course, gets fired. They like <laughs> from a settles. job. <laughs> he he, would, he never he got fired before the interview was over. That's some Eddie Brock bullshit right there. It That's some from- EBBS. <laughs> Uh, it went from like, you know what? I think I'll take a shot on you to you're straight up fucking fired, dude. Never step foot anywhere near me. <laughs> you know what, kid? We think you got a shot. Oh my god. Pepper spray, pepper spray. Uh we then cut back to Smythe, um, uh, who has moved on from spiders and has now become a scorpion guy. Um, he just had this out of nowhere. He had a hot week and he built a full scorpion slayer. Now, why I don't know why Scorpion is next step from Spider, but it is. Uh, because of if you cross the river and uh-huh. if you're a Scorpion robot, um, give me a ride, Spider robot, and then Scorpion robot stabs me. And I was like, well, what do you think I was going to do? I'm a Scorpion robot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cassie, you're a couple years older than me. Is this all because of Power Rangers is why it's we all- have connect, or is this Voltron? This uh, is Transformers. Why- is this Transformers? Why do we have a spider robot that connects to a scorpion robot and then like a monkey robot jumps on top? Because and then, like, why fucking not? What's not more <laughs> badass? You know what? Did I ask the stupid question here? There are so many robots jumping onto other robots, combining into a giant robot in this episode. It's crazy. This episode truly felt like there was a child in the pitch room and they were just like, all right, so we're going to have the spider slayers back. How do we make them better? And one kid was like, two of them. And another one was like, scorpion. And another one was like, put them all together. (laughs) They were just like, brilliant. Do it. Let's go. You know what's so crazy is that in New York, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, is looking out the window, watching all of these giant robot tanks come together to create a giant, even bigger robot tank. And the kingpin's still thinking, like, no, I'm still in charge. What the fuck, man? Look what is happening in the. What do you. How could you possibly think that you're still in charge of this town? This little wide shoulders over here was like, nah, I can take these guys. Um, but yeah, they turn into a little Transformer Voltron thing, come together. Um, Spider-Man's now like, well, I guess I got to take this thing down. Um, cause it's all going after Oscorp, I believe, because. Probably, um, yeah. You know It's what? a bad it, company. It's a bad company. Um, but they meet on a bridge. Um, Spider-Man takes that bomb that he had with him the whole time that was attached to his arm, but lasers freed, puts it on top of this Voltron spider blows it right on up um and then that's like the end of all of our action um <laughs> we get <laughs> then we just got to wrap up all of our other storylines kingpin's like yo Smythe, you work for me now you're my bitch yeah. um end of that story we then cut to spider-man and he's like now i gotta fix my suit he's just at a sewing machine and he's like this is the worst part of the whole gig i gotta fix my own suit and like uh everything that i faced but my ultimate enemy a sewing machine. He's <laughs> so daintily sewing it together. And I'm not going to bring this up every episode, Cassie, but um, before he went to sew his costume back together, he did put on his turquoise and purple striped yeah, sweater. Yeah, he did. So good. Um, and that's when <laughs> Aunt May is like, hey, don't forget you got your blind date. Um, you better be trying to look nice and not in that shitty shirt. And he's like, oh, God, I don't... I don't know if I can go cough, cough. I feel sick. Uh, and she's like, that's unfortunate because she's here. You hear the doorbell. The door opens. 
And Mary Jane shows up in the most wild fucking outfit <laughs> with the even more insane line of like, face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot. And that's the episode. That's where it is. Okay, <laughs> um, a couple things. One, uh, because this is 90s animation, Mary Jane Watson is supposed to be the most the most attractive woman in all of comics. Um, because of animation, it looks like she just took a little glimpse at uh, the arc, and so half <laughs> of her face is melting. Uh, it, uh, one half of her face is in a race with the other half of her face, as which could melt off first. <laughs> and she just looks at him, and like before he can say anything, before he even opens the door, she just like face the tiger. You hit the jackpot, <laughs> and he sort of smiles. I guess uh, the way, this the way her face, the half of her face, was five inches higher than the rest of it. <laughs> She so confidently said, you just hit the jackpot, Tiger, on a blind date. If on you a blind date. <laughs> I wish I was blind door. when he opened the door. Uh, as a metal Gwen Stacy came down and attached to her back. <laughs> it's, um, this episode, like, it. I was, like, not as excited for Spider-Man, but this one was a banger of an episode. And you know yeah. what? I think it's because of Ultron Robots. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only thing that makes sense. Um, keep that kid in the pitch room. And uh, I, you got you to gotta say about Peter, like, he was never, like, flustered. He was like, no, sure. Yeah, keep landing more robots on. Didn't care about a single thing happening. Was just like, yeah, okay. We've all been here before. Um, but, Ryan, that is the episode, so we got to go to awards. What do you have for most 90s thing? Uh. <laughs> So you convinced me that it's uh, more of a Voltron thing than a Power Rangers thing for the robots attaching. Uh-huh. So yeah. I think, if you will, Cassie, bear with me on this one. Uh, the bond that is uh, attached between Spider-Man and Jameson mm-hmm. has a digital clock. And in the 90s, everything had a digital clock on it. Just uh, everything had to have an alarm, an AM, FM, radio. Like you just had to display that. Like lasers and digital clock were the new hot shit. So those are the two things. Yeah, watch it. Watch um, it. Your first instinct, Ryan, I would say was more right because I do shit. have the robots joining together to tran- uh, make a little transformer style robot. Um, I do like the creativity of clock, but I'm gonna give that point to me for robot. So sorry. Yeah. Um, our next one is best web zinger. What do you have for it? Um. The robot comes towards the strapped-up Jameson, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man says uh, he wants a mate, and you're the lucky guy, <laughs> which means Spider-Man is alluding to uh, the robot raping Jameson and yeah. getting him pregnant. Uh-huh. That's a fucked-up little punchline there, Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, sometimes you throw out a punchline thinking it's going to be cooler than it is, and they just get more <laughs> fucked up. Um, you didn't have time to workshop that one. Yeah. I do have, for Best Web Zinger, um, it's clobbering time, of course. Mm. He was like, hey, this one's not mine, but I feel like I simply have to use it. It's clobbering time. But I do think, Ryan, I'm going to give it to you because truly wild. Truly (laughs) wild of that man. (laughs) Um, Our next one is Best, uh, or just Kung Fu Grip, a.k.a. Best Move or Power. What do you have? I have it's clobbering time. And, And more specifically, when he says that, he jumps on the robot. And rides it like he's a rodeo 
person. And that's the second week in a row that I picked Spider-Man is a rodeo cowboy in order to bring the robot down. Uh, is this his thing in this cartoon? I don't know, but it's him being a rodeo person. Uh, love that guy. For mine, I do have using a crane to yeet a spider, which should be the proper response to any spider. Um, just yeet that boy straight into a building. Yeah, yours is good. Um, I do feel like just for continuity, though, I'm going to give it to you because... If if he has used it twice, um, it's got to be it's got to stay with it. I hope he always rodeo clowns that shit. Once an episode, that's not too much to ask. No, that's all we need. Uh, our next one is I'm walking here, aka the most New York thing. And what did you put for that? Uh, there was a guard at a at the prison, mm-hmm. and then all the little tanks with little cannons came out of the prison, and then the giant scorpion spaceship flew down to shoot at the little one cannon tanks. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's, that's so New York. Like, (laughs) how many, how many times have I been in New York and been like, oh, okay, New York, once (laughs) again, this is going to happen. Um, I have the same moment as you, but for a different reason. And it's because of those two guards and they just have the great line of like, why are they calling out all them robot tanks in the most New York ass accent you could ever imagine? Just not doing a thing about it. Like. Aiden little robots coming out. Loved it. Perfect. I'm going to give that one to me, Ryan, because you did yeah. have the scene, but not as New York as I would like. Not as good. We are currently tied. Do you have uh, you have a chance to steal it away with a bonus one? Do you have any mystery no- notes that do not make sense to you? I'm sorry, mystery notes? Notes. Any notes uh, for me? I have, I have. Well, I had a note, but I figured it out. Uh-huh. Do I still say it? Um, was it a good moment? How how would you rank it? One out of ten. Uh, I would say a ten. Uh, my note was, why are Jewish people putting liquid oxygen on their bagels? <laughs> no way that was. <laughs> Which is that's what I wrote down. <laughs> and it's because <laughs> this this took me a second, but there was a tube of liquid oxygen, and it said LOX, LOX <laughs> on the tube. And that's why I wrote that down. Uh, so I don't know if that counts because I, I figured out the note before the category. Well, just because you're such a good uh, spider watcher, I'm not going to hold it against you because great note. Um, it slipped by me. So I am going to give you that bonus point, which means you win this one, Ryan. Woohoo! You're the real Spider-Man now. Go save Dog. New York City. Um, but that's it for the episode, Ryan. We've come to the end. Cassie, I uh, I have to agree with you. I'm a little bit more pumped about Estaz than I was last week. Same. The shit, it was wild. Yeah. This one had the energy I wanted. It had, uh-huh. like, just the dumb, the dumbest, so many dumb things thrown out there, and that's exactly what I want. And um, anytime I get Mary Jane with the most fucked up <laughs> <laughs> outfit, face, like, all of it, so calm. <laughs> You hit the jackpot. Oh, God. It was a perfect episode, almost. Do you know uh, that was in my wife's vows to me? Wedding vows. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I'm glad you guys Shut can the fuck have up. that moment. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think we're better friends after the end of this? But um, I don't know how that turned out for us now. I think we're good. I think that you are the uh, Mary Jane to my Peter. <laughs> you hit the fucking jackpot. <laughs> uh, but... It's time for us to wrap up this show. Uh, Ryan, do you 
you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take on websites. I always okay. black out when Mike says websites. Um, so we have popfilter.co. That's where you can go to find everything your pop filter. Um, Amazon.com slash pop filter. Your pop filter? Your pop filter. Um, we have to redo that, everything. Save it. That's how you're going to shop Amazon now because um, Bezos gets enough money. Let us get a couple pennies off your order. It might make you feel better. Go ahead and do that. We um, um, we love websites. Cybersprout.net. Let's go websites. Cybersprout.net. Uh, Meettemperature.com. Meettemperature.com. It's going to be huge. Um, yeah. Everybody should support it. Send Ryan a hot 20 for it. And Ryan, can you tell me about another show on the network? Yes, of course. I would love to, Cassie. Movie of the Year is going on right now, and it's going off right now. 1973 is popping off. We are out here in these streets. We are screaming Attica as like it was 1975, but it's 1973. Um, Sisters, ever heard of it? Probably not. Go listen to it uh, in the 1973 season. Um, Westworld, ever heard of it? No, you haven't, because you think it's an HBO show. Instead, it's a movie now. What? Uh, uh, Robin Hood, ever heard of it? You think it's a movie? No, it's a cartoon now. 1973, movie of the year. <laughs> Subscribe. Um, we're also on sh- social media um, yeah, at Your Pop Filter yep. on Instagram. Yep. Um, and we're on Blue Ski, Blue Sky, whatever it is. Find us over there however you can. Yep. Um, we got one hot skeet skeet out there. Uh, we also got an email, contact at popfilter.co. Send oh, us. Cassie, by the way. Yes. Our 500th episode is coming up. Oof. So if you want an e- that's going to be an all-email show. So if you want an email on that show, contact at yourpopfilter.com to uh, get an email on there. Uh there's and if you've never witnessed a all email episode, um, basically anything goes. Send us whatever yes. comes to your mind. Honestly, whatever the first first thought, best thought, send it to us. We're gonna answer it. Next week we have a big episode because we're gonna be talking about the Harley Quinn season finale. We also got the debut, God, the debut of Daryl Dixon, Ryan. Yeah, you got it, Daryl Dixon. Yeah. God damn it. And um, Dr. Oct- Octopus is going to appear on Estaz. So don't want to miss that one. But that is it for this episode. For Ryan, I am Ryan. For me, I am Ryan. And Ryan is all of us. Uh, Ryan, 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 Ryan. Ryan. Let's go, Ryan. Bye. Bye.